grown men who care way more than they should. Glenn Clark. Glenn, no way. I'm sorry, Aaron. Did Alicia Fox call you the man beast? AJ Francis. And of course, everyone boos Roman Reigns, even though he puts on the best match of the night. Aaron Oster. Guys, look, there's that one time. You know, <laughs> oh, geez, Aaron. You're the worst. You are the worst. This is jobbing out. What's up? What's up? What's up? What's up? Welcome in. Oh my! I didn't. You know what I didn't do? I didn't think of the number that I was going to say at the top of the show this time. It was nice having the week off and not having to do that because. You know what? I have a number for you. Yeah. What do you got? Episode one seventy six. And why is it one seventy six, Aaron? Because I think it's actually episode one seventy six. Oh, is it really? That's pretty funny. How about that? Well, that's yeah. Very good. Um, I'm not going to lie to you and pretend like I listened to last week's episode because I was on vacation, so you guys can go F yourselves. You're lucky I watched wrestling. But I did. I actually went back and watched Raw and SmackDown from last week. So I've, I'm have I'm caught up, except I haven't watched NXT from last night, although we all know what happened. Um, yeah, and we and will, we'll, we will we talk will about address that, that later on yeah, in the program. Um, but very cool. Episode number 176 then. I'm Glenn. He is Aaron Oster from the Baltimore Sun and Rolling Stone, and he is... Not here because training camp started, so um, we're hoping that at some point maybe AJ Francis might be able to check in, but we know that like practice is actually while we're recording the show, so if possible, he will. If not, we totally get it. He's got work to do, and we will hope that uh, we can make contact with AJ in the coming weeks as he tries to make sure that he is on the roster for the New York Giants for what would be, what is it, the seventh season? What the hell are we at now for AJ? Six or seven, somewhere around there. like that. Uh, we have a great show in the meantime. Later on in the program, uh, Joe Keyes is going to join us. Joe is with Ring of Honor right now, but more importantly, he is the winner of the 2018 Shane Shamrock Cup from MCW, which is a huge, huge event every year. This was the previous weekend, not this past weekend, but the weekend before that. But we're going to talk to Joe about that and uh, a lot of indie interest that is surrounding him right now. So we'll do that a little bit later on in the show. Perhaps another special guest uh, joining us at some point during the course of the program. We shall see. There's lots to discuss. Um, Aaron, with that in mind, let's start with the two biggest stories of the week to lead us off. And um, we knew that there was something coming as rumors were swirling over the weekend about exactly what the announcement was going to be. Was it going to be the women's tag division? Was it going to be an all-women's pay-per-view? Well, as it turns out, it's the latter. It's the all-women's pay-per-view, which is going to happen. Evolution is the name of the pay-per-view. So, um, it's happening. Evolution coming to uh, Long Island. or uh, Yeah, Long Island. Coming yeah, to, Long Island. Yep. yep, the uh, Nassau Coliseum. And mm-hmm. it's great. We're still assuming, I think, most of us, that there's going to be a women's tag division announced between now and then. She, she has – I don't know between now and then. Stephanie, you know, they, well, they did a lot of media be, afterwards. Why in Stephanie the world? specifically said it probably wouldn't be ready by then. But it's, that's, it's coming. That's dumb. I mean, that's just uh, flat out dumb. It probably wouldn't be ready by then. What do you need to have ready by then? I don't know. I mean, come on. If you're doing an all-women's pay-per-view, crowning the first-ever women's tag team champs, would be a pretty good idea at that first ever women's pay-per-view. And I get that part of the idea is that right now 
you know, you're going to have Ronda Rousey in a match that will be a main event. I guess you're setting up that Sasha Bailey would finally be a kind of co-main event. Um, if that's the case, um, you know, if, if you're not going to have a women's tag team division, if you're going to have a women's tag team division, presumably you would want Sasha and Bailey to win the tag titles at this pay-per-view. But if not, then I assume that you're dragging this out so that Sasha Bailey is sort of a co-main event on this card. Um, you know, it's it, the, the paper. That's so dumb that they would say that they're going to do a tag division and not have. Okay, well, okay. She didn't. Dumb. She didn't say specifically. Not. She said, "quote." Uh, she she was asked by Sky Sports about the because there was heavily rumored. She said, "Not quite yet, but that's absolutely something we've heard loud and clear from our fan base. It's something we're keen on implementing as soon as we are able to." Okay. Well, I mean, <laughs> you're doing an all women's pay per view. Have it ready for that. But <laughs> this is yeah. It seems pretty simple to me. I'm not I'm not the smartest guy in the world, but you would seem to want to do it by then. Now, I don't know which I prefer. I don't know if I prefer Sasha and Bailey winning the the first ever women's tag titles at that pay-per-view or if I would prefer, you know, a a the big marquee Sasha Bailey match that we've been waiting for to happen at the first ever all women's pay-per-view. I don't know which of those two things is more desirable, and there might be an argument that you know, after sort of having them reconnect, that it, you have them go for the first ever women's tag team titles and lose because that's the moment where they truly break up and then you set up their big marquee match for, like, Survivor Series or something. I don't know. But um, it's pretty clear that those— Boy, the, I mean, if, if you just go back and forth like that, I mean, you're, you're, you're really going for rust, a really long risking time right the just—yeah. It's, it's, yeah, it's already wearing. Like, it's already yeah. wearing, and I get it. It's running, going for a long time. But one of those two things needs to happen. Um, at evolution would be my guess. Look, I, you know, I don't know what there is to say. It's a cool. It's it's cool. I don't yeah. know like how frequently they're going to do this. I don't know if they're going to try to make this a once a year thing. Um, it certainly helps. You're trying to get a lot of women involved, and yet it seems like we're still back to only championship matches on pay per views. Right. And as I've said before, that sucks. It sucks that we can't do concurrent women's storylines. So it's a good way to have more of that happening. Uh, thumbs up for that, but it doesn't absolve them of what they need to be doing. And the answer shouldn't be what well, we do two women's pay-per-views a year because we can't get the women. No, you still have an, a, a responsibility to have these women on the other pay-per-view cards during the course of the year. Yeah, agreed. Um, I don't think it would be more than a once-a-year thing. I think that goes down a line that, you, you know, as much as the they they very clearly tried to say this. Yes, we're doing this women's pay-per-view, but it's not because we're separating the two or we view it separately. This is one thing in bigger whole. And in my mind, this is at least partially in part two, the greatest Royal Rumble and having that yearly. And that's going to be an all men's pay-per-view every year, uh, you know, for uh, the foreseeable right, future. If, that, if that's what they keep doing the, in Saudi Arabia, right? Yeah. Um, so I think that's, you know, this is kind of the mirror to that. Okay. We're having that in all men's pay-per-view. Maybe once a year we'll have this and, you know, they'll do it as long as it sells. If this sells well, and I assume it will for both the first time and because, you know, it's going to have Ronda Rousey on and everything that Ronda Rousey has been in has sold very well. So I assume at least for the first time, this will sell well and they will try it again next year as well. And, and that's awesome. But yes, I agree with you. They need to do something more. Um, it can't just be, okay, this is our way to get women on a pay-per-view. But, um, you know, there, there are a couple interesting things about it. Uh, the most inter- well, to me, the most interesting thing, like the little details, was uh, they're including NXT UK. They very specifically list that as a brand that will be represented there. Yep. Uh, so I, I thought that was interesting. And, and, of course, that probably means your girl, Tony Storm's going well, to be I mean, involved it, in this it, show. I, I would assume so, yeah, absolutely. Who's also yep. coming to Defy, by the way. I got to get with Matt Farmer about that. I got to make uh, – we got to have a conversation. 
uh, I'm going to need Tony Storm on the show somehow, some way. And he's probably <laughs> going to tell me that she's like, you know, she's WWE now. We, I, we're going to have to make it happen somehow, some way. I need Tony Storm on the show. Look, um, yeah, I, I mean, I guess I would, I would say I don't think you need to do a lot from these other brands because you have enough women on your roster to have a great event. I mean, yep. look around. What are Mandy Rose and um, and Sonya Deville doing? What 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 are you doing with the 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 you know, all everybody? Sarah Logan and uh, the Riot Squad. Like you've got plenty of women on the main roster that you don't need to go too far. I get that for the first Women's Royal Rumble, you didn't quite have thirty, right? Like you didn't quite have. They're 30. advertising fifty women are going to be on the show in some so way, shape, or form. So that smells to me like they have to do another Battle Royal type of match, and mm-hmm. I don't need another Battle Royal. I've got a Women's Royal Rumble every year. I don't think you need to go that far down the rabbit hole with legends. I get it. It's the first one, so maybe you want, you feel like you and want to do that. And I think that's what it is, is. They want to make sure that they have the you know best card possible. They're going to have the NXT women's title on the line, and maybe they'll have a maybe the battle royal will be to determine the NXT UK the first NXT UK champion or something maybe, like that. Maybe yeah. Or I would. I mean, I'd be okay with like a legends battle royal. Like that would be fine by me. Yeah. Um, I, I I don't want. What I'm terrified of is that they do this first ever women's pay-per-view and somehow they have nothing for talented women that are on their roster. Like You're some, talking specifically about Alicia Fox. Well, I mean, well, obviously she's the most important. There's no doubt about yes. that. But, like, let's be realistic. Right now, Natty, Naomi, right? Like, they're yeah. amazing. They're incredible. And if they are just afterthoughts... On your, if they are thrown into a battle royal on your first ever women's pay per view, are you effing kidding me? Right, like you you have this opportunity to build something storyline using the talent that you have. Do it, do it. Don't feel so obligated to. Well, we've got to get all of these other women on the card. We got to do NXT UK, and we got to stop, 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 stop. Um, you know, I, I mean, the thing it does have going for it is they are treat they aren't treating this like a a network special. They're treating it like a real pay per view. This is going to start at seven on a Sunday. Right. This is going to be presumably four hours long plus plus a pre show. We're talking about eleven or twelve matches, so they should have room for everybody if they do it correctly. Yeah, and and if again you say that, but if the first ever tag title match is Sasha and Bailey versus the Bella Twins. Then that's two spots that are you know what I mean like if 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 they're doing big matches I guess Mickey James is campaigning to face Trish at this event I'd be for it I'm all for like that, that. It, that that's how you use Trish I understand I understand what you're saying but what I'm saying is now that gives you another spot where what's Nia Jax doing right and no, if I the answer is you. Nia Jax is going to be in a battle royal that's not okay that's not the appropriate way to go about doing this that doesn't make sense. And that's with no offense to the Bella Twins and with no offense to Trish Stratus or to Lita or any of the other legends they might bring in. And maybe I'd be willing to separate Trish, Lita, and the Bellas, right? Like maybe those four, I'd be willing to say, okay, give them some sort of special I, I think, treatment. I think the Bellas versus the Iconics is, makes all the sense in the world yeah, if you're I'd be, doing that. I'd be fine with that. I'd be fine with that. If, I, I mean, are, are you making that for the titles? Or? No, 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 no. I, I make, I'm saying if you want to use the Bellas, that's how you use the Bellas. Like you use the bells in a way to, but I wouldn't have, a, a I would not have a problem with talent. saying Sasha and Bailey versus, versus the bells. Well, we know the we know the bellas aren't 
winning the tag titles. They're not around. You I don't I don't I don't want if this would be the tag right. titles, I no, don't no, no. want to. No, no, it would require them non- showing up for a month and making it look like they're going to be around in order to do yeah. that. Right. And if they're willing to do that, and I don't know what the story is with the Bellas. I don't know what their interest level is in being wrestlers anymore, right? It might be that they're willing to do a John Cena type of run. That they're willing to say, Hey, we'd work for three months. We we'd be willing to do that. We're gonna disappear after that, but we'd work for three months. Um, we'd give you that, and we'd come back three months later because we want something for WrestleMania. I don't think that's impossible. Um, so I wouldn't, I wouldn't be angry if that was the route they went for the first ever. Win. I mean, it'd be very logical to have that be. Yeah, I just personally, me, if it's for the you know the debut of the tag titles, I'd rather it be let's get four regular ro- uh, roster members on there. Well, unfortunately, Billy Kay and Peyton Royce aren't regular roster members. Um, that's the sad part about that. Um, I mean, they should be. They're great, but they're not. So, uh, look, I, again, I'm all for it. I, I'm going to keep saying as long as you're using the women that are on your roster and that are, on, or that are awesome and you're not sort of pushing them aside because you feel the need in whatever in order to get attention to sell tickets to have the main event be Ronda Rousey versus Trish Stratus. That... It would not surprise me if Ronda Rousey is in the main event. Oh, I, I don't know. I'm, not, I, I'm I don't, fine with Ronda I, Rousey. Again, I'm fine with Ronda Rousey being in the main event. She's one of your wrestlers. Yeah. But it shouldn't be Ronda Rousey versus Trish Stratus in the main event of this thing. That I'm not okay with. That does not. Oh, I agree with you. I that, agree with you. No, it, it should be. If this is about the women's you know, revolution, evolution, whatever you want to call it, and this is about you know how great the current rosters are. Then yes, the it should the like you said the focus should be on the current rosters. And if you want to say the future, you know obviously the May Young Classic, the finals are being held there, which is cool and everything. That's cool. But yes, yes, but yeah. no, it should. I agree with you about the legends that the legends should have a presence, just to kind of the passing the torch, if you will. But they should not have a prominent position. Yeah, they also need to do something for Asuka because what? Oh yes. The well, fuck. Well, that's, I mean, that's a debacle. It's a debacle. It is insane. I mean, this is, it's, and we thought the Nakamura thing was bad. This is so much worse than that somehow. Yes. Yes. Um, It's staggering how much they've effed up uh, the Nakamura, or sorry, the Asuka thing. It's just, it's absolutely staggering. But in the meantime, thumbs up, thumbs up. I'm all for it. Get tag titles taken care of. Um, I think we're all in agreement. It's totally fine if once they introduce the tag titles that you have those champions bounce between the two brands. Um, Even uh, more, like there there were rumors that it might, the tag titles might jump around everywhere, including NXT, including potentially, I guess, NXT UK. I love that idea. I don't know that I love that idea. I don't, because again, it goes back to my issue with pre-recorded shows. Like, I, again, we're going to talk about the, the Ciampa <laughs> thing later on in the show, but I, I, I want WWE championships to be defended live. I mean, that's what I want. I, I want it to happen live. I don't I, – I, I'm just going to like it better. And, again, I, I love the Champa match. It was great, right? The match itself was great. Right. But I just prefer not knowing the outcome of the match before the match happens. That's – I prefer that. I will always prefer that. There will never be a day where it's as good to watch something where I already know the outcome as it is to watch something where the outcome is in doubt. I don't know how that's – that's not a hot take. That's not me being a, a, a bitchy – I know AJ's probably listening to this or you – know, he'll never listen to this. Who am I kidding? No, not if a he, chance. If he Come were on. listening to this, AJ would be saying, this, oh, you're an asshole. You're a chomper. I know it was great, but you cannot compare the magic of not knowing the outcome, the magic of anything could happen to I know what's going to happen here. So I would be opposed to having a WWE championship defended – you know, a main roster championship defended on shows that are pre-recorded. Now – 
you know, if you want to say, hey, maybe they do it at a takeover at some point, I, right. you know, it'd be a little bit different, and I'd, I'd be willing to hear that out. But I, I just don't like having championships defended that aren't live. Fair. The other big story of the week that was in WWE is that we are doing it again. We're getting the band back together. We're doing uh, it again. Uh, Roman Reigns v. Brock Lesnar for the title at SummerSlam. <laughs> um, there's, there's, there's two things, right? Like, I feel so much better. I like, I, as soon as there were no, no qualifications in the match, like you knew you had to pick Bobby Lashley. You just had to pick Bobby Lashley because right. you could smell this coming from a mile away. Yep. It almost to me, honest to God, it takes away any meaning from having Bobby Lashley win that first match. I mean, it of just course it does. It, of course it does. It, you can't. You can say, well, he got a win over Roman Reigns at a pay per view. It had a you know, a week's worth of value. Um, it, it, it didn't really help Bobby Lashley. And in a way, I, I will say that you know, it helped because both of the matches were very good. So in, I, in that see, case, as far I, as it's so funny incredible, you said but as far as the result goes, you're I right. thought the first match was very good. I did not think the match on Monday night was very good. Really? I thought the atmosphere was good. I thought those guys missed a lot of things. I thought they were a little off. On a lot of stuff. And maybe that's the nature of two big guys going at it, is that it's not going to be as aesthetically pleasing all the time. I was, was going to say, I, I'm okay with a few, you know, it looks a little rough when they're picking each other up because they are bigger. Like, I, I'm okay it's with not that. Just, it's just some of the times they try jumping moves. It just seemed like, it didn't seem like a fluid match to me on Monday night. It seemed more like a match between two guys that just had a match eight days earlier and were trying to figure out a way to make it seem big like at the end it just didn't it definitely did not feel the way that match was built it did not feel as though roman reigns should be a spear away from winning that match like well it did not feel that way i agree with I, I the the finish was a little bit of a mistake or whatever i just mean i think let's put it this way i'd say bobby lashley's stock has risen from two weeks ago in the eyes of the wwe fan maybe not because of the results at all but just because of the performances maybe maybe that's right i don't know i i just this one and again, I just had this like feeling of, dude, you know what they're doing. Like you just, you know, the reason why they gave Bobby Lashley the win in the first match is so they could do this. And I was, I was kind of holding out hope that it would be, you know, a double count. That was the or only thing that I had, and that's the, that's the only thing that I had hoped for. And and still, we'll come back to like, is 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 this better than doing a match that involves Bobby Lashley as well? Like, are for here's the question. Here's the question: Are we getting this match? That's my question. Well, the only thing that you can get at this point is is Braun. That's the only and way that you can add to it. And that's my and, question. I, and, I, and the Braun thing is now convoluted because he has something, right? He does like, have something. And, and that's why I think that to WWE's credit, though they haven't quite you know put it this way, you know, now hypothetically if Brock shows up next week, hypothetically I guess Braun can't immediately cash in on him like he said. So that I, kind of puts that away. But there's no reason why he can't you know, beat Kevin Owens and as the match is about to start, he cashes. Understand, understand that, and I and I get it. But why would you? Why would you decline the opportunity to promote? Well, a, that I agree. A with three-way 100%. match with Braun Strowman. Why would 100%. you take that if that's the match you're ultimately going to get? Like again, I thought the first time doing a Roman Reigns Brock Lesnar match was more valuable than doing a Roman Reigns Brock Lesnar Seth Rollins match. So if you're ultimately going to add Seth Rollins to the match via the 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 briefcase. Um, it made more sense to do it that way. It makes no sense to deny yourself the promotion of Braun Strowman also being in the championship match. Like, that doesn't... 
that would just unless the only thing I can think of, and I agree with you pretty much. I think that it's stupid, is that they're going for the moment rather than the build. They want the okay, here we go. Oh my God! Here's the explosion when bronze music plays at the beginning. Okay, well then you're doing two things. One, you've actually got you got a positive reaction to Roman on Monday night. I I don't think you want to mess with that by. Well, you got a positive reaction to the match. That's fine, but that's as good as you've done. You haven't right. done oh, anything I, better. I than agree that. with you. That's I'm as, just saying, like, if if you expect this to go, you know, Roman to be favored at all, you're. It's I not don't. Happening. They have gotten. I disagree with that. They have gotten booze for Brock Lesnar by no, playing. No, no, no. You got boo, You will get booze for Brock Lesnar. You're going to get exactly what you got at Mania. I don't think you're, you're getting. Sides. I see. I disagree with that. The Mania crowd is far different. I know this is Brooklyn, but the Mania this crowd is Brooklyn is, and SummerSlam. It's I, the same crowd. It's not the same crowd. It is it's a, a similar, crowd. similar crowd. It's a similar crowd, but it's not the same crowd. And I do think that you have been able to find something by fully playing up the Brock Lesnar isn't here card. I think correct. that has worked. And they did not. They tried it a little bit, but it was clearly not working ahead of WrestleMania. They have pressed that button this summer, and it's worked. Now I agree with you. That, but the problem is you haven't pressed the other button. You haven't given a re- people. People want to see Brock lose. They still don't want to see Roman win, though. Uh, maybe, but it is not the vitriol that we have seen towards Roman Reigns in the past. I'm not. I, I, I think you're going to get indifference. I think you're going to get the same response. The I think CM indifference Punk is, chance. The whatever. Yeah, I don't know if, about if that's that. The match, I don't. I don't. The I don't know if that's true. I think they have done just enough that this is a lesser of two evils situation. I think that at this point, even ardent wrestling fans say it's time to get the belt off Brock. I agree and with you, he, but that's why you need Braun. Braun gets dis- you the reaction you but, want. No, no, no. Braun, Braun, gets you the Braun reaction you're doing two you different things. Roman does. I'm not. They they know they're not getting Roman cheered. Nobody thinks that Roman is getting conquering hero in SummerSlam. But this is your best case scenario to get Roman Reigns as your champion, which you want, and not have it be vitriol. What they want is Roman Reigns to win the belt. They've wanted that for a long time, but they haven't been willing to pull the trigger because they don't want the vitriolic response to it. This is your best chance to get that. You're not getting Roman Reigns conquering hero who everyone loves. It's not happening. But you can get Roman Reigns, lesser of two evils. We at least like the fact that the belt's off Brock. This isn't exactly what we want, but we will go with it, and it will accomplish to some extent what you've wanted to accomplish with Roman Reigns. Whereas, if you add Braun Strowman to the match, you sure as shit can't give Roman Reigns the belt after that. Oh, that I agree doesn't with work. I'm, but I'm saying, you have done a great job of setting up a p- position. You have a nuclear cheer for a conquering hero here because you have done such a good job of setting Brock up as the villain. You've done a great job. Take advantage of that. You're not going to take advantage of it with Roman. You're right. You might get a lukewarm reception instead of the booze. Maybe. I think that you're going to get people to tune out the same way they ha- they did at Mania. I, I think I, I think I, you're vastly missing what the reaction has been to Brock Lesnar in the last couple of weeks. It has been. No, but but the problem is you. I agree with you, but you now have a situation where you have a crowd, a, a hardcore smart crowd that doesn't really want either side to win. So they're going to tune out and they're going to do beach balls. They're, they're going to do whatever. Even the smarks are into booing Brock Lesnar right now. This and is they're not... into booing Roman. Just because they boo Brock Lesnar does not mean they will be even mildly receptive to Roman. I, 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 I couldn't disagree more. I could not possibly disagree more. 
and we'll I'm see. not. I mean, if they if they pull it up, we'll look, see. What I'm not we get. saying that it isn't possible. Look, they're going to give themselves four weeks for Roman to do terrible promos potentially and to get it all right back, and that is the problem that exists. And I'm not saying that it's not a better idea to have Braun Strowman in the match, but it's a good idea to have Braun Strowman in the match if you promote that Braun Strowman's in the match. It's the match that I said you should have done months ago with those three dudes, but. If you're not going to promote Braun Strowman in the match, it doesn't make sense to me. It doesn't make any sense at all. And I'm assuming, I'm basing all of this off the same goal that I think that they've had. I think their goal has been to get Roman Reigns to be the champion, to finally have a coronating moment. And this is the best you're going to do in that process. I, but here, you're I, not I mean, doing I just, better I just go that. back to, if that is still the goal, why didn't they just do it in Saudi Arabia? Because they wanted to get more out of Brock Lesnar. But they didn't get anything more out of Brock Lesnar. Well, they got Lesner. SummerSlam out of Brock Lesnar. I guess they got SummerSlam out I of mean, Brock Lesnar. That's Lesner. pretty significant, dude. If you're going to pretend like not having Bro- Brock Lesnar there for SummerSlam I, I don't know. is Wait, very significant. Like, I mean, SummerSlam selling out anyways. I don't know how, you know, I don't know the but numbers you want wise. It, like, you want it to be something that is talked about everywhere. That's you fair. Want and it to and be because the, of the USC, it is going to be talked up correct. on nature. That's fair. You, that's fair. You want it to be that big over the top moment. Getting Ro- Brock Lesnar for SummerSlam is significant. Um, and you got it. And so. I, I, Again, if if they have given up, if they have completely given up on coronating Roman Reigns, then this doesn't matter to me at all. But presuming that their plan is still to coronate Roman Reigns at some point, this is your best hope. This is the best well, this hope is your that only you have. Hope. This is your only. If this is a one-on-one match, Roman Reigns has to win the match. Has to, has to, has to. Yes, 100%. And you've made it appealing enough for even the assholes to say, look... I don't really want it to be Roman Reigns, but I'm done with Brock Lesnar as champion and not being there. I'm done with it. We need to move on from that. And you set up a Roman, you know, Braun feud or whatever. I guess you don't want Braun in a main event feud because he's still got the briefcase at that point. So, I, I, and and that's the issue is you got to get that. I mean, just for his character, like. I yeah, I'd be fine. Here's, here's I'd be fine with, by the way, I'm fine with Kevin Owens beating him for the briefcase. I'm totally and, and that, fine that with him. Right. I'm totally like, fine with him. That absolutely solves everything. And you can set up if Kevin. He, if he wins the match, it doesn't make sense for him not to walk out during that match. His character almost requires it of him. In yeah, unless unless something happens in that match with Kevin Owens that Well, prevent- okay, but but I mean in the very near future, like the next time he is on TV, he no, has I, to cash that in. I don't disagree with that whatsoever, and that, I'm telling you, I'm in favor of Kevin Owens beating him. I'm, I, I, I don't know how you do it, but it would I, have to be count something. You know, they they even said disqualification, something funny. You know, you have someone, you have someone come out and attack Kevin Owens, so Kevin Owens wins by DQ, something like that. You know? Yeah, yeah. I mean, that would be how you do it. I mean, I, um, that solves a lot of issues. I, I'm that, look, I'm fine with it. I think it's the better way to go about doing it. In. Mm. Unless you've given up. Again, the other argument to this is that this, this scenario that we presented, which is that you've just given up on Roman Reigns having a coronating moment. And if that's the case, then by all means, have Braun Strowman win the belt. But I just don't understand why you would deny yourself the opportunity to have Braun Strowman being promoted in the championship match for the next couple of weeks. I don't think the value of Roman v. Brock part six or whatever the fuck we're at at this point yeah. i don't think that Four. is the same Four. as it was for the first wrestlemania when there was significant value between the oh, yeah. first roman v brock match now i think it's more oh my god we're doing roman versus brock again really whereas if you if you promoted it as roman v brock v Braun, i think there'd be great value to that so i i, I agree with you but and not just monetary value because i i don't know what the monetary value is but the idea of 
okay, you have the entire fan base going in, knowing this match is happening and, and kind of gearing themselves up for it, I think is valuable. No, I agree. I think I think it would be perfect. I, so. I think the I think the only reason is they're overthinking and they want the But the big, other issue you know, I have with all this, again, I'll come back to this. If they're doing that. What are you doing with Bobby Lashley coming out of this? Well, that's the question. I have no idea. And that's that, the that pro- and no that's sense. part of the problem is that by, the work that you did made the most logical the most logical thing you could do coming out of giving something else to Braun Strowman, right? Was to make this a triple threat with Bobby Lashley. Yes. That was the most logical thing that you could do. You could paint a picture where Roman and Bobby are very even. They're very close. They're both deserving. Let's put them both in the match. And they both have arguments as to why they should be in Bobby Lashley, um, arguably one of the most qualified athletes that the WWE has ever seen. At the last pay-per-view. Right, beat Roman at the last pay-per-view. Roman uh, deserves it because he never, you know, he technically won a match and, and yes. didn't get the win. It made After you gave Braun Strowman another purpose, it made the most sense to me to then say, okay, let's do a triple threat. But, yep. I, you know, I have no idea. And that's why... I don't, yeah, I'm trying to even think what you do with Lashley at this point. I guess... And I wonder if maybe the fact that they kept dragging on showing Bobby at the end of it is their way of saying that maybe he's going to try to figure out a way to get back into the match in the coming weeks. That, that screamed to me the handshake, I'm putting you over Roman moment that they go back to. Uh... You mean that? I mean, like, you know, they, they always have that big, okay, Roman right. beats you, you get the big handshake, respect moment, and that's, you know, you're kind of, all right, you should cheer him, because look at the respect. Well, but I, I mean, more like they, they kept showing him on the ramp, they kept going back to Bobby Lashley as he was walking out, instead of just giving Roman Reigns the moment. Short, like, of, short of Lashley going full heel and attacking Roman, you know, next week behind his back and savagely, I, I don't see how you put him in the match. Oh, yeah, that'd be a good way to go about doing it. It'd be but then, you go, to, then you're going heel, heel, heel. Or to have Brock Lesnar come out and say, I, I've already beaten Roman a bunch of times. I don't want to face Roman, right? Something like that. I, I think there are ways that you could go about doing it. I, I still, even after what happened, think that the most logical thing, again, presuming you've got something else for Braun Strowman, I think the most logical thing is to have Bobby Lashley in that match. I just I don't see anything more that's, that's more logical for Bobby Lashley. I think it does add something to the match to have Bobby Lashley in it. I think... Bobby and Brock in the same match is good, and especially if we're not getting Brock for a little while, are are you waiting for Bobby v Brock for WrestleMania? I mean, I don't, I, I don't think you need that. So, um, you know, I, that would be my argument: is that still, even after that, somehow, some way, you're best suited having those guys in that match. All right, um, those are the two big stories from the week. The rest of the week that was in the world of the WWE, we will get to in segment number two. A um, lot of other things to talk about. A lot of other. We have a new number one contender on SmackDown. Uh, James Ellsworth, I guess, is gone again. We'll talk about mm-hmm. all of those things when we come back in. I'm Glenn Clark. He's Aaron Oster. AJ's at training camp. This is Jobbing Out. Arena Bowl 31 presented by Bud Light is coming to Charm City. The Baltimore Brigade will take on the Washington Valor in an I-95 battle this Saturday at 7 p.m. at Royal Farms Arena. You won't want to miss this rivalry matchup. All fans in attendance will receive a commemorative rally towel to cheer on their city. Tickets are on sale now at BaltimoreBrigade.com or by calling 667-930-0200. Arena Bowl 31 this Saturday in Charm City. So 
back in here for segment number two. It is jobbing out. Glenn Clark, Aaron Oster, and uh, no AJ this week as he is uh, kicking off training camp with the New York Giants. But uh, we will, we're going to try to work around his schedule a little bit in the coming weeks and make sure that he can be a part of this because we don't, we don't ever purposely make it so that somebody can't be included. Although sometimes I wonder. Sometimes yeah. I wonder. And, if we could, uh, and, and you know what? In fairness, if we could purposely exclude someone, it would have been Aaron. So the truth yeah, is, you yeah. know. But of course, if, if you remember why he was the main event in the first time, it was because he always skipped shows. And we're like, oh, well, he's that is true. Lesnar, he's the main event. Yeah, that is true. And in fairness, look, I mean, if, if either of us had a job that wasn't as important or paid as much money as playing professional football, we'd be skipping more shows, too. Probably. It's just the way it is. All right, so we uh, we touched on the two biggest stories of the week in uh, segment number one. Now let's go through the rest of the week that was in the WWE, starting with the fact that we have a number one contender for AJ Styles at SummerSlam. It's the guy that we predicted. Um, you know, a, a, a little bit strange way to go about doing it, but whatever, I'm fine with it. Yeah. Um, Samoa Joe is the number one contender, and that that's I, I know that there's no like obvious history between Samoa Joe's and AJ Styles, but he's AJ Styles and he's Samoa Joe, and yes, well, there's no obvious history in WWE. WWE th- sorry, thank you. Yes, it's very much worth pointing. Out. Um, but it's 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 awesome. You know, we get to see that match. If the fans aren't happy with Roman Brock, they're going to be deliriously happy with this. This was. This feud was TNA wrestling through what was their boom period in the you know the late 2000s. It's amazing. I went back and looked. They haven't wrestled since 2010. So it's amazing to think that you know eight years later yeah, we're getting this wild. match in this profile. Um, it's just awesome. It, everything about it is awesome. You're right. I might have liked it to be a little bit more you know I am clear in like first this is, of all, but I'm okay with well, it. Well, hang on. I got a couple it things works for Joe's character. I got Go a couple things we need to address. It is complete bullshit that no one told R-Truth he was in a number one contenders match. Let's start with that, right? Clearly. That is a Hall of Famer. That is a former main eventer. That man deserves to know if the match that he's in is for the number one contender spot. And frankly, if it was, I think there is no doubt in my mind that R-Truth would have emerged victorious. He he would have pulled out all the stops and done whatever it took to win. Absolutely. He He thought he was just fighting for respect. Yeah, and, and really, why does he give a shit about Ty Dillinger? Let's just be honest about that. Why does R-Truth care about Ty Dillinger? Ty Dillinger didn't even realize that R-Truth wasn't talking to him last week. So <laughs> who gives a fuck what's going on with Ty Dillinger? He doesn't need to wrestle. He just went out there sort of to go out there to just be R-Truth. He really just wanted to go out and perform for his for his many millions upon millions of fans. Hey, that, that was the first time he had gotten to perform in, right. what, th- three or four months about? Right. And that's bullshit, too. Um, but uh, but somebody should have let him know, hey, by the way, this is a number one contenders match. And if that had been the case, I think we would have seen a little bit of a different effort from Mr. Ron Killings. So I will begin with that, too. As I say that, a little bit tongue-in-cheek, but not really because R-Truth should be in the main event of every pay-per-view. Um, and frankly, every week, R-Truth is professional wrestling. That's not me doing a bit. R-Truth is professional wrestling. Every time you think that I'm a little bit over the top when it comes to R-Truth, no, R-Truth is professional wrestling. Now, as I say that six times, and I'll say it six more, I will come back to the fact that I would prefer every match to have meaning. Yes. It's better to have your number one contendership be something that you qualify via a match. That's not hard. Like, everything right. you do, matches should have a point. 
throwing Samoa yes. Joe in there against Ty Dillinger and um, R-Truth the last two weeks didn't have a point. There was no point to that, other than to remind us all that Ty Dillinger and R-Truth existed, and I guess to remind us that Samoa that Joe Samoa existed. That Samoa Joe's a badass. But we don't need that reminder. Like, Samoa Joe is Samoa Joe. It's weird that he disappeared for a little while. Like, I know he was hurt, but then he came back and just sort of disappeared again. Right, he disappeared for about a month. Yeah, that's weird, but he's Samoa Joe. I didn't need to see him you know, beat the shit out of Ty Dillinger and R-Truth to know that Samoa Joe is deserving of being a number one contender for a championship at SummerSlam. So, I'll say this. I would have liked it a little better, just the way they were setting it up. I think it would have been cooler if he came in and stole the contract. Like, there was the blank, you know, like oh, a blank thing I abso- there. The way, that, the way that they did it, it would have been 100% better if, if, if when he went backstage, Paige didn't say, you know, I had already chosen you. Right. Would have been a hundred percent better if Paige had someone else in mind and Samoa Joe. I completely agree with that. I actually do. I honestly, I thought that took away from it. Agreed. I mean, I guess it, you know it, it settles the question of did she have him in mind? You had to at least answer that whether he was supposed to be there or not. But you're right. I think it would have well, been better. I, you if, say that, yeah. but I think it's something that you could actually use for a long time. Who did Paige have in mind to be the number one contender? Right. Like I think you could have used that as a storyline concept for a few weeks after you know you had accepted the fact that Samoa Joe signed his name and he was the number one contender I actually think that would have been great Um, all that being said I think your number one contender should be decided in a match like I don't know why that's hard like have a match say this week on Smackdown we're having a match to determine the number one contender the same way we did on Raw and got an electric atmosphere and everybody was into it and the crowd loved it because it was big and it felt like it mattered do the same goddamn thing on the other show. Maybe wait a week because you wanted to have, obviously, The Miz in the main event segment this week right. because his TV show was coming on afterwards. I get that. Wait a week. Wait one week. And also because you're not doing the exact same thing that you did on Raw, right? Like, Yeah, I mean, I, and I think that's probably what it came down to is they're like, okay, we had this tournament. you know, We established it on Raw. We decided it that way. We want to do something a little bit different. That's where I think they were going with it. Whether or not they succeeded in doing something captivating, you know, a very different story. But I think they actually had some thought behind it and decided, okay, since we're doing it like this on Raw, we're going to do something a little different on SmackDown. I, I hear you and all, but it just make the matches mean something. You know what I mean? This no, I agree. Like- I agree. I get, you know, Kurt Angle tweeted out last week about how, or two weeks ago, whatever it was, how he, he was tweeting about how the uh, Revival versus Lashley and Roman Reigns matches didn't mean anything, and he got crucified on Twitter, both like in character by some of the wrestlers and by the fans about it. Yes, every match should have meaning. I, as much as you can give it, you know what I mean? Like, yes. I get it. Sometimes you can't make it a certain way, but you need to give matches meaning, and you have this thing that's dangling there, this opportunity to make a match more meaningful Make it more meaningful. Um, now, it wouldn't have been Samoa Joe versus R-Truth as much as I would have liked it to have been, but Could somebody, been. <laughs> I mean, I would be not opposed to it at all. I um, guess the question is what would have been? Because it, you're you're very firmly putting those guys in the U.S. title picture. So take Hardy and Orton and Nakamura out of it. Yeah, you, know, you say that, you but could like, have in, You could have included, I guess, Almas and uh, Rusev right? and kind of treated Rusev as the face in the situation, that's probably would have been the most likely situation there. But it seems like they might be going towards a mixed tag for that. So yeah. I'm okay with kind of start planting those seeds. What? So what? Mm. 
So you're just saying there's a lack of quality faces right now. Yeah, I'm saying there's not a necessarily an obvious guy who would be in that. But in fairness, considering considering AJ Styles is the face, I don't think you couldn't have done this with two heels. You know what you I mean? Could, like, yeah, I mean that that's fair. I just I I'm never in favor of putting two heels against each other. I hear you. I mean, I do hear you. And keep in mind, you know, Samoa Joe is kind of a tweener because everybody's going to chant Joe every time he comes out. You right. can't stop that. But he's, I mean, he's very I get it. He's a heel. I do get it. But, like, the crowd does like him. Right. Um, so if Samoa Joe had won a match against anyone, the crowd was But I, that's be... the, I don't think you want the pop there. I think you uh, want I, the... I get what you're saying. I get what you're yeah. saying. Look, I still, I still, still find a way to make it. No, I, I get it. I, under, I understand your problem uh, with I it. Will, I will ask the next question, which is, are we coming up on a time where it feels like maybe finally this this should be when somebody beats AJ Styles. You know, we talked about this a little bit uh, last week. Uh, me and AJ talked about it. And I say you absolutely can do it. Like, this, this would be a time. If you want a time where, you know, fans would be more than fired because it's obviously it's Samoa Joe. He's had it, what, Seven months now, six, yeah, seven and, months, and he should have dropped it at some point to Nakamura. I mean, that should right. have happened. You screwed and that up. I, I think you're at a point right now where the question becomes: if he doesn't drop it here, who and when is he dropping right. it to? And I'm afraid the answer is: if it's not here, it's, it's going to be to Randy Orton in the near future. Oh God, that does smell like something they would do. The only other thing I could think of is that you're somehow trying to drag it all the way out to WrestleMania next year for a Daniel Bryan moment. But I don't um, think you have Daniel Bryan and AJ Styles. I understand what you're saying. It doesn't really make sense because they're both two wildly popular figures. But right. I actually think that kind of works. Um, it, it works depending on what you want to do with it. I like the idea of if Daniel Bryan is going to be in a title picture winning the title, he's doing it against a heel because that's Daniel Bryan. Right. I understand that. But it's still Daniel Bryan overcoming something even if it's it not is. against a heel, right? It's overcoming the, the guy that no one can beat. Yeah, I mean, I'm just I, I have it in my head so strongly here that you know I guess we get you know we get Ms. Daniel Bryan at SummerSlam, Ms. wins, probably through underhanded tactics, and finally you get Daniel Bryan goes over Ms. I'm hoping for the title. Oh, you have Daniel Bryan Ms. At, at WrestleMania. Yeah. Okay. That, that's how I book, it. and that, um, actually that's the other thing is Ms. could win it in the fall if, if yeah. I'd be, uh, now that that scenario, okay with yeah, that. the scenario that you just painted, I'm good with. Um, yeah. Also, keep in mind John Cena still lingers, and that was needs, the other. I was very. He still needs to win. There a was title a part of me point. that was concerned well, when he, Paige he, came out. He's got to win another title at some point. That's just the way it is. Like they're not, they're not going to leave him short of breaking this record. He's going to get it. So when, where, which, against who, you know, the whole thing. Right. Um, you know, it is surprising that it doesn't look like there's a point for John Cena for SummerSlam, right? Like you know, there, there are rumors still. That they might do Cena Taker again, oh, Jesus but as 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 the Christ. weeks go by, it seems less and less likely because you have it. It has to be this. But week. it's the it, thing that nobody wanted to begin with, right? Exactly. And now you're asking me to want it again? No, uh, it would be to get Cena and Taker involved. But yeah, I'm I'm kind of stunned that we haven't seen Cena yet. And again, when it was Paige, hey, I'm going to right, announce. Right, it, I understand. That right. was my concern. Right. No, I understand that, and I don't blame you for that. Um, all right, so there's that. Now, uh, James Ellsworth, I guess, is gone again. Like yep. legit gone. I don't. Have we gotten full clarity on this? Not full. I mean, he did put out a, a thing on Twitter, or I don't know if it was also Instagram, but on social media, it seems like he is gone. Now that could be all in character, but yes, I'm working on the assumption now. He was. He never had a contract. It was a paid by appearance thing. 
So, is it at all interesting to you that it comes on the heels of him speaking so openly about the Hogan situation on his podcast? No, for me, I think it's that you use like his job was accomplished. He you they used him to get Carmella past Asuka. If you are even thinking about having Becky win the title, Ellsworth can't be involved because then you're putting Becky above Asuka. I mean, maybe they don't care about that. I mean, but what in if, what if Asuka, world is that? You know what I mean? Like th- that? Yes, that smells like what they're doing. Yes. So, so if that's the case, then you got to get rid of Ellsworth because you can't. You know, you can have Becky beat Carmella without Ellsworth in the picture, and then you don't necessarily put you know put her above Oscar. So I, th- I think that's kind of what it is. He filled his purpose. It was a great purpose, and I think you could have done more I, with I it. I think the problem but that if I, you're having Carmella drop the title, it makes sense. But I think one of the problems that I have with this whole thing is that they just seem to fail to realize how valuable a character like James Ellsworth is. I agree. And I maybe it's, great. That, that package was awesome. Yeah, and maybe maybe the answer is we we keep him sort of on retainer, right? Like, oh, I'm sure he's will, not done. We will permanently sure have an done. agreement with him that he can do whatever he wants to do, and when we need him, he'll come back and work with us for a couple weeks. Maybe that's that's how this whole thing works out. I guess I should have messaged him and tried to get that answer from him. Um, I don't know if he can talk about it, but um, maybe that's the way they go about doing it, but. The, the value that James Ellsworth can bring you weekly on a television show that you can't get from another one of your characters. Um, it's different than Kurt Hawkins. It's, he's not a jobber. It's different than that. And they... He's basically a manager. Yes. yes. He's a manager that has the ability to get in a ring. Um, I just... It feels like they're missing out on why it works so much. And why people are so into it. And it feels like there's still a, okay, but at the end of the day, this is James Ellsworth. No, James Ellsworth is a valuable part of your television show. Um, As I always talk about with the way that they do their television shows, I want my television show to have a little bit of everything. And a little bit of everything includes James Ellsworth. Now, you could say, hey, they could make somebody else who could be James Ellsworth. Sure, sure, you could try to go about doing that. But this was such a uniquely perfect fit. It was someone who could... Could, could handle himself and the, the, the physical work that you have to do while having a look that was so unbelievable that I don't think you can match that. I don't think that you can just create that again. And yes, there had to be an absurdity that, that started it, right? Like, it wouldn't have been the same had they not given him two victories over AJ Styles once upon a time. Um, and that's part of what made that, that whole segment so tremendous on Tuesday night. But I, I don't know. I just sometimes feel like they're missing the boat with why he works. And this is not me blowing James Ellsworth. This is you did something. You made something out of nothing. Why just punt it away when it works? Right. I think this is actually it's to me the the question about it is less about James Ellsworth and more about Carmella. I thought Carmella was a more complete package with James Ellsworth. I thought it you know yeah, similar I mean... similarly to. I love Almas. I love Almas a lot more with Zelina Vega by his side. Sure. There is just something about that partnership that works and really enhances the talent. And in this case, I, th- I really think James Ellsworth enhanced Carmella. So I think th- – I don't think he's gone forever. I could – you know, if you told me he's back in the fall after Carmella's – you know, doesn't have the title anymore and you don't have to worry about, okay, that – you know, that whole situation, maybe that's a thing. Um, but I agree with you that it, it's a bummer to see him go, and hopefully he's not gone long. Yeah, I agree with that. All right, uh, what else do you want to talk about from this week? 
Um, you know, we, we kind of touched on it, the whole Bailey Sasha thing, exactly where they're going with it. Yeah, I mean, still very there was, fuzzy. There was, no, well, but I, th- I think it was, I, I never thought they were going down some lesbian road. Like, I thought, I thought that people were grasping for that, and I, I, I thought, you know, like, I think it's one thing to make a joke about that, but I think it was a whole, like, if you realistically thought that was the direction they were going, I, I, I'd never, I never bought into that for a second. Um, I think... And and by the way, if they had, I would have railed against that. Oh, absolutely. Railed against 100%. it. 100%. Um, two performers that are far too valuable for that. Um, not to say that there's anything wrong with I, – I, I'm all for it. If you want to go down a, that road with anybody, go for it. But to take them, their storyline, and then to do that, uh, I would not have been okay with that. I, um, I agree 100% there. But I have no problem, you know, like, I think we know that there are prominent uh, female wrestlers that are gay. Um, right. I would have no problem with introducing that as part of their character, right? Like, I would have no problem with with saying, hey, by the way, you know, like, at some point introducing that somehow. I'm not, this is not me saying that they can never have a female character who's gay. All for it. Right. I just, it, given the circumstances, that would not have been an okay situation. I mean, yeah, if, if you're going five months of feuding just to introduce a lesbian angle that right. would have been yeah. dumb. Yeah, I would not yeah. have been all right with that. Um, what else from this week that we need to touch on? Uh, um, I mean, Randy Orton's promo was probably the most interesting thing he's done in a decade. Um, yeah, you say that, but... I mean, it's I agree with you. It's still Randy Orton. That's the problem. But at least there's... Okay, that, was, that one segment was very unique and, and from him, shocking, kind of that he's capable of but, doing that. Is it, though? I disagree with that. I mean, Randy Orton is... That's sort of his character, man. Like, at, it, at the heart of but it. But he never... He ne- that's his character, but it always went kind of unsaid. He never kind of cut that promo in the past. That sense pretty much the whole, uh, what was it, IED or whatever? Yeah, I do remember the- that. Yeah, right. I don't know. I, I, It didn't do a lot for me. I gotta be honest with you. But maybe it's... That whole picture doesn't do a lot for me. I think oh, I Shinsuke Nakamura 100%. as U.S. champion could do something for me, but Shinsuke Nakamura, Jeff Hardy never really did anything for me. Randy Orton's not adding much to it. Like it, it, the whole thing just sort of seems like, well, we've got these guys. What do we do with them? Um, yeah, I mean the other the other weird thing about it is okay, so I mean Jeff Hardy is very clearly number three out of those as far as like kind of where they're tearing them right now. So like you're doing Orton Nakamura heel heel. Where's the? I guess you you know you include Hardy in the mix just so you keep a face there. But it's a little weird. It's a weird picture. Uh, it is. Uh, it is. There's no debating that. It's a weird picture, and it just it, again it it comes off to me as three guys we don't have anything for. Ah, what the hell? We'll just throw them all together and see what happens. And that smells to me more like what the promo that Randy Orton was cutting. Like, why am I doing this? Because why not, right? Like, because I'm Randy Orton. Yeah, correct. And um, I don't know. That's just sort of what I took from it. Yeah. Um, boy, is there anything else we got to touch on? I'm trying to think. It, it was pretty quiet outside of the real big announcements. Obviously, you have, you know, we kind of touched on the fact that uh, Owens and Braun's going for the money bank, which I'm all in favor of. I think that uh, money in the bank briefcase. I think it's good to have them defend the briefcase. I think it adds nice wrinkles to it. And again, it makes a match mean more, and I yes. I like having matches that mean more. I'm for yes. it, absolutely. Um, I don't know why more guys don't try to challenge people for the briefcase, right? Like, yep. they try to bring it up, and I get it. You know, there's no rule that says you have to defend the briefcase, so 
Why would there anyone? Should be. Well, I disagree with that. I don't think there should be a rule that says you have to defend the briefcase. Well, no, no, I mean, but there's but, not a rule that says you have to defend for it. Certain, but in storyline, you right, should, for if certain someone's performers, holding it for a while, defend it every If few you're months. Braun Strowman and you take on all comers and somebody wants the briefcase, then yeah, right? Like, then you should defend it. Now, why a heel would ever defend it, I don't know. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, well, they because would have to, you'd have to have a GM that forces them to. Or you'd have to get something out of it somehow, right? Yeah. Right. Um, The other thing, the tag title picture for SmackDown, well, actually for both sides, where do you think they're going? Obviously, I guess they're they're keeping with B team versus Hardy and Wyatt for a little while longer. Yes, that appears to be the case. Are they heading? Are we getting the bar? Like, are are we getting seeing the reemergence of the bar here? I mean, we should. They're great, Um, and it's Cesaro and Sheamus. Like, they shouldn't be disappearing. Um, So yeah, that's that's fine. It doesn't. Yeah. Yes, I think is my answer, but I think the real question will ultimately be how high are they on Sanity? Um, well, they had Sanity lose in the first round of the tournament. Granted, that doesn't necessarily mean anything. It doesn't, but... and that's the point. Like, I, I was surprised. To see I was surprised. I, I, I will agree with that. I was surprised by that. I was surprised by that. Um, I guess given what – again, it's a similar situation, right? Given what you had just done a week before – um, the idea is, well, we got him a win. Now, now we went the opposite way. I, I was surprised by that. I, I thought that Sanity, they were painting as the team that could maybe get there. And so, and maybe, maybe ultimately they do, but it's, you know, it's gotta be Eric Young instead. Or, right? or maybe, I mean, it could just be simply, all right, now they're really angry. They lost. So they take out, uh, their frustration on the new day in the finals. And that's how the bar goes through. Okay. Okay. I could see something like that. Um, yeah. But I, I – are the Bar the team that should beat – I mean, should they be the ones that finally beat the Bludgeon Brothers? No, I, I'm for a long chase for it. That, I've said it with a team like the Bludgeon Brothers. I really like the idea of a long – you know, a, a two-month over, you know, at least two pay-per-views chase before it. So I'd say no, I wouldn't have them win. At sort of, if you told me that the Bar is a team that eventually, if you paint the right picture – I'd kind of like that. I don't think that's where they're going. I think this is going to be Bludgeon Brothers continue their reign here. Um, I don't know who that – there's not an obvious team who's going to have that chase for the Bludgeon Brothers that are up right now. Okay. That's the one thing. Yeah. 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 All right. Very good. So uh, that's, that's that from the rest of the week in WWE. There's still other things we want to talk about. I do want – I'm sure you guys talked more about the re- – I mean I don't know how much you got into the New Day and Titus and all that last week. But I do want to talk a little bit more we, about We did talk quite a bit about that, yeah. Okay. Because, uh, I mean, we finally saw some, like, official statements come out. And I don't know. There's just a lot there still when it comes to the Hulk Hogan stuff. It still seems to be a dominant topic this week in pro wrestling. Um, so we'll revisit that. And, obviously, there was a huge, huge moment on NXT this week. So we will talk about that, too. But before we do any of that... Joe Keyes is going to join us. He won the Shane Shamrock Memorial Cup, and he's uh, been hanging out at Ring of Honor a little bit. So we're going to talk to him about all that next. I'm Glenn. He's Aaron. AJ's off. This is Jobbing Out. Grab your fishing rods and tackle boxes. Your Aberdeen Ironbirds take the field as the Harford County Anglers of Aberdeen this weekend. Tickets start as low as just $5. Get them and more information at AberdeenIronbirds.com. Back in here for segment number three of Jobbing Out. Glenn Clark, Aaron Oster from the Baltimore Sun and Rolling Stone, and joined now by a man who has had, oh, quite the summer 
It has been a uh, really, really good last few weeks for him. Even seeing him pop up in some various places. But most importantly, he won one of the uh, really, really significant independent tournaments of the year as he claimed the 2018 Shane Shamrock Memorial Cup from MCW. Joined now by Joe Keys here on Jobbing Out. Joe, it's Glenn and Aaron. It's so good to talk to you, man. Thank you so much for taking a couple of minutes for us, and congratulations on winning the Shamrock Cup. Yeah, thank you, boys, for having me on. I appreciate it a lot. Absolutely, dude. Can you even, like, begin to describe, um, as a guy who's been grinding and trying to make things happen, I know you're not, like, exactly where you might want to be yet, but to have a summer like this where you've been popping up in some pretty significant places to win the Shamrock Cup, can you just describe what the last few weeks have been like for you? Uh, it's kind of been surreal to say. I mean, one of um, my closest friends, I mean, uh, Leo Rush, hmm. I remember talking to him a few years back when he was going through the same predicament I was, and just seeing him take off and me kind of, you know, being left behind, it kind of made me question, like, what, what am I doing wrong? And obviously Leo was like a prodigy when it comes to this. <laughs> but it, uh talking to him when he won it the first year and again the second year and the Ring of Honor Top Prospect Tournament, he's like, you just you just need a break. And it'll happen. You don't know when it's going to happen, but it'll happen. And when it does, you just run and take off with it. And I, I personally, I don't think my break was the, the Shamrock Cup itself. I think it was when I, when I debuted on Ring of Honor. Right. Mm-hmm. That kind of sparked some attention on me and just so happened like two weeks later, the Shamrock Cup happened. And like all of a sudden, all this all this attention out of nowhere came on me, and, and uh, kind of caught me out of nowhere. Like I, I didn't really know how to handle it at first. I didn't know what to do. Uh, again, I talked to Leo about it. I talked to other friends I knew, like um, MJF. I talked to a little bit. Just just advice, what to do with it. You know what I'm saying? And mm-hmm. slowly, piece by piece, things are in the works, and. Starting to build up on the career that I've been grind, like you said, grinding for for the past four years, is uh, relieving to finally get a break. Absolutely. You know, some of all that work's paying off. So, what what was the advice some of those guys uh, gave you coming off the big one? Well, mainly, uh, like mainly talking to Leo, he was just like, "You need to run with it. Like, you got a lot of attention. You're kind of like the flavor of the month right now, and you're fresh in people's minds. So, don't let it settle. Get in everyone's face." About it. And again, the, the Ring of Honor officials, they know about it. They're well aware of it. But people who may not be aware of it. And to me, I didn't, always being at MCW, I knew the Shamrock Cup was a big thing. I just didn't realize how big it was in terms of outside, like, the Joppa Arena. Hmm. You know what I mean? Sure. That, like, people actually really care. You know, it matters that you won this thing. Yeah, yeah. It's just the, the, the names who won it in the past that my name is now associated with names like, like Leo and Joey Mercury and who else? Adam Cole, Sammy Callahan. It's not a Pretty bad good group. Names. Not a bad group. <laughs> yeah, no, just to be associated with those group of names, it's kind of like, damn, these are the people I've been looking up into. You know what I mean? Watching when I was younger and now I'm with them. Joe, you it's, mentioned. It's uh, a surreal yeah. moment, kind of humbling. Really humbling, actually. <laughs> You mentioned uh, obviously the Ring of Honor thing, and um, like, like, did you have a sense then, like, oh my God, this is this is my chance, like, this is my this is my opportunity 
to show everybody what it is that I know I'm capable of doing that maybe they did not see for whatever reason the same the same moment. Did you know immediately when you got whatever the phone call or whatever from Ring of Honor, this could be the moment for me? So um, how it went down is a handful of us from uh, MCW, we went to the Fairfax taping and we had everything set up and we were just sitting around waiting for instruction. And the week prior, they had one of their, their tryouts, right? And like me and Ken Dixon and Dante, we all went down and we impressed them. And some of them said, hey, be sure to come to the taping in Baltimore on Friday for the pay-per-view and then come to the Fairfax one in Virginia. And so we went and none of us were used for the pay-per-view on Friday and we went to the Fairfax one. We're sitting around, we're all thinking, okay, we're not going to get used again. And then probably an hour before they opened the doors, they pulled me aside and they said, you brought your stuff, right? <laughs> and at first I was, I was, yeah, why? <laughs> and they said, okay, they want to see you tonight. And I like, it didn't, it didn't register at first. Like I thought they were messing with me. <laughs> And so I go out to my car, and I get my stuff, and I come back, and, like, some of the ROH guys I know were like, hey, I heard you're going to be on tonight. Good luck. I'm like, what? This this is actually happening. Okay. Okay. And we were – I was in a tag match. It was me and another man by the name of Brian Johnson. We tagged up against the dogs, uh, Rhett Titus and Will Favara. And we were the first match after intermission. And up until that point, I'm thinking to myself, they're going to cancel it. They're going to ax it. They're going to say, we don't need you anymore. So I'm just backstage in my gear, standing around like, oh, there's Cody. Oh, there are the Young Bucks. You know, they're, oh, there's Marty. Okay. Oh, there's a the producer. Hey, you guys are on an hour. What? Okay. Okay. So I'm still, I'm still just waiting. I'm waiting for somebody to be like, hey, it's a no-go anymore. And the match before us, right before uh, intermission came, was Jay Lethal winning the title. Right. <laughs> everyone's super amped up. Everyone's super hyped. And, like, the atmosphere in the locker room is really just elevated. <laughs> and I'm standing there in, right behind the curtain. I'm like, okay, any minute now, we're going to say uh, we're not doing it anymore. And then music hits. And the producer comes up and says, hey, you guys are up. Go. And uh, it... It just caught me by surprise. Like when I stepped out and I looked, first of all, I couldn't see a damn thing because the lights were so bright. <laughs> it's a little and bit different like, than well, MCW Arena. Just slightly different. Oh, very different. Just <laughs> a little bit. And then like when my eyes readjusted and I looked down and I see the cameras and I see the people, I'm like, I kind of forgot where I was for a second. I was like, oh... Oh shit! We're 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 actually doing this. Okay, all right. Then we came back too, and oddly enough, it was probably the least nervous I've ever been. Wow! For a match before, I think I was just in my head. I'm like, all right, well, if if I suck, I suck. <laughs> it's going to be what it is. But here we go, type thing. And we had the match, and for what it was, it was acceptable. People got behind it a little bit. Uh, because it was local, a handful of the the audience knew who I was. And we got to the back, and people seemed to be happy with it. 
and that's that's the best I could hope for is the always the weight that kills. And then when you're over, you're just like, damn, I want you got another one for me, real quick. <laughs> right? Yeah, yeah. Right. Let me go to New York, man. Let me go. Let's go. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Come on, let's jump on this train and keep going. But do you have any sort of sense yet? I've been to so many of their shows. I'm sorry for cutting you off. No, no, no. Good job. By all means, we're li- listening to you talk about this is awesome, dude. Like, yeah, it's it's, it's, it's a- really, we've been to so many of their tapings before between like me and Ken, and just mm-hmm. tons of time on the road, like showing up at six in the morning in Philly to set up just to hope to get a look and then not getting anything and then tearing down, not getting home till like three in the morning, just getting like the courage over time. And then, uh, finally we got something. I mean, Ken, Ken's been on there before for a short segment. He got, he got his, uh, ass whipped by Dalton probably. Like right. A certain second. <laughs> right. I remember that. Yeah. And I was, I was one of his boys. I was one of Dalton's boys that night. Oh, I didn't know that. Wait, That's cool. Uh, really? That's really cool. Yeah, surprise cameo. You go oh, back and find that God, segment. Oh, my God. I had no um, idea. I have no idea what it was. I know uh, the segment was Col- Colt Cabana, like, kneading Dalton right in the dick. <laughs> and then you could see me and one other gentleman. I forget his name. He's from the Carolinas. We would come in and fan him off. And right. then Colt just took it to us. <laughs> he, <laughs> he threw me out of the ring, and I, I totally ate it on the floor. So have I'm you laying there like just thinking this stupid little skirt he has me wearing is rolling up and my ass is hanging out. <laughs> have you gotten Which a... it was, it totally was. <laughs> have you gotten a sense at all for like have they have you heard anything from anybody, even if it's not from, you know, a decision maker at Ring of Honor, but like have you heard from any of the other guys about even what they said about you and and, and any hope that you might have that, that could be something that might continue? So, currently, Ring of Honor opened their new dojo down in Hanover, Maryland by BWI. Yeah. And currently, me and a handful of other MCW guys are students and we're enrolled there. So, right. the companies to give first looks on anybody that's not like a top indie name, it's it's on us. Nice. Nice. So that's we're right in their face already. We're already making the impressions. They already are thinking of ideas for us and whatnot. But... That soon, like that, that particular event was like six days after the tryout. So they only knew of me what they saw over that weekend. And to have enough confidence for me to, to go on their show was, like, again, humbling. Humbling. That's great. Can you tell us a little bit about the dojo? What's that like? You know, it's a very new thing. And uh, just mm-hmm. kind of what's going on there right now? It's. Um, it's about like five hours every time we're there, and it varies what we do per day. Uh, sometimes we'll, whomever in our group, there's about seven people there now, but they're looking to add more people. And because a lot of people that they uh, accepted to the dojo live from out of state, so they got to like move in, get new jobs, and the works, all, all that stuff. But for the time being, it's four people from MCW, I think from the Monster Factory up in Jersey and one more gentleman from Jersey. But, um, yeah, we go in there three, four times a week and just whatever they feel like doing. If they feel like busting our ass, <laughs> we go home sore that night. If they feel like watching our matches from over the weekend, then we get it completely torn apart. Like to the, like Joey, Joey Mercury's one of the trainers there. 
And the stuff he picks apart is things you wouldn't even think is the slightest bit significant, but in his eyes makes the biggest difference in the world. Hmm. Hmm. He knows a thing or two. Uh, I know that much. He knows a thing or two about that type of stuff. Yeah, he knows all of it. (laughs) (laughs) He knows all of it. We have uh, some other trainers come down, like Jonathan Gresham will come down and teach us Mm -hmm. his style of wrestling and whatnot. And that guy is an archive of Matt wrestling. I've I've never seen anybody that knows as much as he does about his actual wrestling itself. Joe Keyes is with us here on Jobbing Out, winner of the uh, Shane Shamrock Memorial Cup this year from MCW. Joe, uh, you know, you, you, you transition from this huge moment in the Ring of Honor. Can you can you tell us anything about finding out that you were going to win the Shamrock Cup and, like, you know, when you knew? And then you mentioned sort of finding out how significant it is. Was there a moment when you realized, oh, my God, this is this is big. This is maybe as big as what happened when I when I was down there in Fairfax. The only, the only real surreal moment where – uh, I mean, how do I word it? The only really like, surreal moment I had during the whole like, Shamrock weekend, because I wrestled five times that weekend. A lot of people don't realize it, not just for the cup itself, but for other matches for the MCW. Um, I wrestled uh, the Bruiser and a Handicap match where I got split open, which, funny story, well, not really funny, but I'll explain to it later. Um the next night I had to wrestle for the tag championships and then the cups uh, itself. So I, I, that Sunday I was, I was pretty beat up. And, yeah. You know, every kid yeah. has the dream of being a pro wrestler, but then the next day it's kind of like, damn, I should have, maybe I should have just been a doctor or some crap like that. <laughs> yeah. or office job where I can walk. <laughs> but, but, um, there's probably one moment in the finals where I was just laying there next to Brandon Scott. And I just look up and I look around. I think I was looking for my parents to see where they were at. And the entire arena were just on their feet like into it, really into it. And I've never been in a match. I've never been the center of attention for that before. Hmm. So again, it was like a surreal moment just to sit back and absorb that real quick. Like, That's yeah. Cool. I'm actually, I'm actually pretty freaking good. <laughs> I've always, had, kind of I've always, always had like the self doubt and whatnot, but that was the first time I looked around. I'm like, yeah, uh, I got him. Man. We did it. I can did do it. this. We can do whatever. We're we're gold. That's great. But uh, uh, since then, you, you've kind of talked about you know what a big deal it is to people outside, and to this point, you've you've obviously been a big deal kind of in this area. MCW, you're you're up in Shakar. I don't know if you're still. Uh, doing the Shikara thing, and obviously Ring Absolutely. of Honor now. But have you heard from places outside the area, the West Coast, the Midwest, anything like that? Uh, nothing from the West Coast. That's kind of like its own world, so to say, unless you have um, the big connect, just like CZW seems to have the big connect out there. <laughs> and uh, unwritten rule, if you work for Chikara, you can't work for CZW. Right. That's just how it is. Um but nothing in the West Coast. A lot of a lot of attention here on the East Coast. Um, from promoter, the quality of the promotion, uh, stuff 
some of them are good. Some of them are like, eh. <laughs> eh I don't want to wrestle your local t-shirt champs. Forty <laughs> bucks an experience. I'm good. But um, the amount of people that reached out um, on a professional wise, whether I've met them like once or twice, or you know, good friends with them, or barely know them at all. Just been like, hey, good stuff, man. Um, you're really taking off them. Like I remember you from so and so when you were doing Dojo Wars, getting your ass whooped, trying to impress DJ Hyde, and now you're <laughs> now you're this. You're Ring of Honor and Shamrock Cup winner. So all the all the garbage you've been put through is turning over into something positive. I love I love the way that you say that, man. I love that. Did you hear from anybody that maybe? You know, obviously you talk about your friendship with Leo, and so I'm, I, you know, I'm sure you guys kept talking. But was there anybody that you heard from afterwards that maybe you weren't as close to, and you were like, "Huh, I can't believe this guy now knows who I am." Uh, just like the ROA, the people in the ROH office. Some of them, re- well, I saw them the next week anyway at the training. But anyone like super high up out of nowhere? Not, not really. Okay. Hey, man, you know, that could be coming at some point. We'll be rooting for that to be what's coming next. Yeah, like I said, it's kind of like one of those, okay, I'm on the radar. I'm not, like, the epicenter of attention, but I'm definitely on that, a dot on the screen now. It's better than than not being one. It's better than not being a dot. Yeah, better than being off the chart. No doubt. Uh, so what what are your goals going forward? What do you want? Let's say the immediate future, the next six to twelve months. What what do you want to do? I want to. Um, I really want to become a full time member of the ROH roster within the next year, and that just leads into my short term goal for the next like four to five years, where I don't have to go to a day job, and I can pay my uh, my immediate bills on just wrestling itself. Because that that's. That's honestly the dream for everyone. Whether you get into it, everyone gets into it. Like, I want to be WWE. And not saying that's out of the reach for me, but as time goes on, you're like, yeah, it's it's kind of hard to get there. It's real hard to get there. (laughs) A lot of people want that. Oh, absolutely. Everybody dreams of that. But the short steps along the way, that could be the end goal. But the short-term goals, like for me, the short-term goal is to get on the ROH roster. And then from there, make it a full-time job. And then after that, whatever happens, happens. But those are probably the two immediate goals. No doubt. No doubt, man. Well, um, so when, what's next, I guess, in the meantime, right? I know it's a little while before the next MCW show. Where are people going to be seeing you in the next couple of weeks? So this Saturday, I'm, uh, I'm wrestling Ken Dixon down at uh, Vanguard Championship Wrestling in Norfolk, Virginia. It's kind of a hike. <laughs> uh, that that drive just sucks to be honest from the Baltimore area it's four hours it does going to DC and then the Fredericksburg in Virginia mm-hmm. Quantico if anyone's done that drive it just adds an hour of time and probably that like 80 so points true. of blood pressure <laughs> that is you're but not after wrong that, um, I'm heading down to Miami wrestling for blueprint wrestling okay that could be worse uh, it's, it's, it could uh, be worse yeah right like oh man i gotta go down to miami it's just gonna be terrible god yeah like yeah this sucks middle of summer <laughs> miami god damn <laughs> oh man very cool i know yeah go ahead I'm trying to think off the top of my head my calendar, but I can't. That's all right, <laughs> can't man. All That's all right. I know next MCW show is September 29th. 
when they return to uh, MCW Arena for Tag Wars. You can find out more at mcwprowrestling.com. But, Joe, for, for you, what should people, Twitter, Instagram, where all should people be following you right now? So on uh, Twitter, it's at Cup of Joe Keys and the same on Instagram. Simple, cute name, at Cup of Joe Keys on both, uh, both platforms. Facebook, Joe Keys. Uh, well, social media doesn't really run deeper than that. I just, I just actually clicked uh, to, to friend you on Facebook myself. So uh, do that. Give him a follow when you can. Uh, Joe, this is awesome, man. We're thrilled for you. We've been watching the last couple years and seeing you get this opportunity. It's it's amazing. We can't wait to see what's next for you, dude. Congratulations on this so far, and best of luck in the coming weeks and months, brother. Thank you, gentlemen. I appreciate it a lot. Very cool. Thank you to Joe Keys for checking in with us. It'll be awesome to watch, um, you know, how things fall come out for him in the next couple weeks. Uh, you know, it's funny he brings up the fact that, like, the Ring of Honor thing was maybe more the moment. I wonder if he hadn't had that at Ring of Honor, if they would have been willing to give him the Shamrock Cup win. Look, I, I think that it's it's very much connected, at least the fact that they want somebody who's going to be high profile. The thing with the when Leo Rush first won, there was kind of a I'm not gonna say negative reaction behind it, but a lot of people didn't know who Leo was outside. You know, Patrick Clark had just been on Tough Enough, and it was like, oh look, Patrick Clark's partner is winning the Shamrock Cup. Like that was kind of the right. overwhelming feeling about it, especially when you compare it to some of the past guys who had been, you know, prolific indie wrestlers. Um, but at the time, also as we found out, Ring of Honor was looking at him at the time. He was about to explode, and MCW, the people there, knew that. So I think it's a very similar thing here, that people have some of the same reactions. Joe Keyes, it seems like a lesser name to win the Shamrock Cup, but this could be, okay, this is the first big accomplishment in a career that's about to absolutely explode. That's totally possible. Um, and, and obviously the fact that it comes on the, the, the heels of him getting a, a moment with Ring of Honor, we will see, but uh, great stuff with Joe Keyes, and appreciate him doing that. All right, uh, let's get into uh, the quick count, some stuff that we haven't had an opportunity to chat about that we should, and yes, we have been uh, teasing it all show, but there is a new NXT champion. We knew about it uh, in the past, but we wanted to wait to talk about it until it actually happened. Tommaso Ciampa has indeed won the NXT title, thanks to Johnny Gargano. And he uh, presumably now, and I don't, I, I got to imagine this this happens pretty cleanly. I can't fathom them trying to shoehorn Aleister Black into a triple threat match. Oh, I think this is a triple threat match at TakeOver. Terrible. Terrible. Unnecessary. Awful. I mean, I just, I, I don't see how you don't, I mean, just based on what we're presented right now, and I, I didn't look ahead they, at the spoilers, but say, I'm assuming they, we're not, they, we don't have, have another taped, match between have them. Have they taped all the shows? Right. I don't think they could have, could they? I mean, they would have had to tape... Uh, no, I mean, I th- we're only three weeks away. If that was the first, Matt, and I think that was the first show they recorded. So, so four, they could have yeah, done very done four. four shows. Yeah, they probably would have. Yeah. Um, I didn't look ahead, so I don't know yeah, for sure, I but I can't imagine I, they would have had I another match. So, yeah. I purposely didn't look ahead either. Um, I, I would hate that. I hope that they did something else because this should be the match that should have happened WrestleMania weekend. The fact that they have they have not figured this out Johnny Gargano should face Tommaso Ciampa, period. The two of them for the NXT Championship. It should be that simple. I don't know why this is hard. Well, what if they're what if they're holding it off? What if they're holding off the one on one? How for the many title? times are you going to do this dance? I, a lot. I mean, it's the hottest thing they have going. So 
I, I don't I, blame him for milking it for all it's worth. I, I couldn't disagree more, man. I, I, look, I love Gargano and Ciampa. I think it's incredible, but we had already talked at the last one. Like, how do you do something even bigger? Well, well you and, actually and figured out the, how to do it bigger. That's my question, and that's why I think it might be a triple threat, just so it's not for the third straight pay-per-view, Gargano yeah. and Ciampa, even though they've done a good job of making it feel different each time. Right, and now you can make it feel completely different because it's for the championship. Right. That's the way, reason why it works. I, I don't... I must be taking crazy pills, right? Like, I must be living in... This is the rivalry. This is yes. the one. This is the everything that you could ask for. This should be 1v1 for the NXT Championship. But you didn't do it the first time. Understandably, you didn't do it the second time, right? Like, the second time, it wouldn't right. have made sense. Right. This time should have been an easy out. If you were having him drop the belt... What? Why do you need Aleister Black in this match? What I was mean, saying, hey, Gargano Ciampa's been good, but, man, we really could make it better by throwing a third person in the match. It's so wildly unnecessary to do it this way just to shoehorn Aleister Black in there. It, the, only, the only thing I can think of is that they are going to try to extend this further. I don't think they need, obviously, I don't the think one they on one championship match, I don't think they should. The one-on-one one championship match should not be happening anywhere but WrestleMania or Brooklyn. And if you want to drive this all the way out to WrestleMania next year, come on. I mean, on. There, there's your there's your counter to the MSG show, if that's what it is. But I, I wouldn't if, if that's the case, I wouldn't have had Ciampa win it at this point. Right. You've got yeah. plenty of time to get there. Um, when, when you do this, it should only be for the singular reason of we want Gargano v. Ciampa for the title at Brooklyn. That's what we want. We think that's amazing. That's what we want. Aleister Black adds nothing to it. Nothing. Zero. And that's taking nothing away from Aleister Black, who, of Aleister Black's phenomenal. is great. But he adds nothing to a Gargano Ciampa championship match. In fact, it just makes me mad that I'm not getting a Gargano Ciampa <laughs> championship match. Um, I mean, I hear you. If they've taped all the shows and nothing happened, then that's what we're getting. It's just what it is. Um and I and like, you're probably yeah. right. I would assume that at some point we would have heard if there was another championship match that was. Taped. I mean, I, I don't think we would necessarily would have heard if Ciampa just retained. Like we only heard about this because of the the fact that the titles changed hands. We don't normally hear about yeah, every championship right. match maybe that happens right on NXT that. TV. I don't know. I, I I God, I would hate it. I would just hate it so much if that's what they did. It just what are you doing? You know, like. What? <sighs> Again, like like I said, the only thing that makes logical sense is they want to hold, they want to stretch this out even further. But but okay, fine. I don't know why, but that's the to the me only that's... way. Then then you're doing it Survivor Series weekend. Yes. And no offense, and I get that like the argument back would be, well, you want to make Survivor Series weekend seems like it matters. It's in L.A. Oh well and good, man. Not the place where you should be doing this. This now, especially when you have war games. This sh- yeah right. That's true. This should happen somewhere in Brooklyn or Mania Weekend. That's where this should be happening. I so, I don't disagree, but that's what it screams to me right now. You're probably right about that. You're probably right about it. Um. So what do you do, right? If that's the case, like that to me, it. I guess you just have Champa retain, and that gets Black out of the picture, but somehow keeps Gargano in the. Pi- I don't. I mean, Gargano is going to be linked at the hip with Ciampa forever. There's going to be a Kevin Owens, Sami Zayn scenario where you can take them apart and put them right back in, and they never really get apart away from each other. 
I mean, the the, the other thing is, when are they going to go up? Are they going to go up before? Um, I mean, we thought they were going yeah. up six months ago. So I know. Like, that, that, yeah. I don't know, man. I, oh, oh, this bugs me. The more I think about the possibility of this being a triple threat. By the way, um, I just for whatever I just went to the wiki wiki page for for the takeover. That doesn't have it listed. I I guess I've got my answer. It's definitely okay. going to be a triple threat. Yep. Um. Blech. <laughs> I'm I'm no good for the rest of the show now. Just do whatever you want. All right, you're, and you're I want to take like I, again alone a triple threat match between Alistair Black, Johnny Gargano, and Tommaso Ciampa is fine. There's nothing wonderful. wrong with that. And, and one, There's, in fact, wonderful. And those three and, working together is gonna be great. And if you had done that maybe the first time, I would have probably been down for it, right? Like I would have probably said. But now, given what you've done, this just feels so ham-fisted, right? Like. It's, well, it's weird because you have, you know, you very clearly left the feud open. This wasn't like if you had done it the second time, by the way, right? Where where Gargano, we felt like okay, he got, his he got away, but Chump right. was going to stick around and kind of be a nuisance. But you're not going hardcore, you know. You could have kind of stepped back of the blood feud aspect of it. It works. <sighs> but here, when you're in the middle of the blood feud and Gargano's changing you just... his, you know, not changing his character, but you know, embracing the darkness or whatever you want to say, right? Right. It's weird. It is weird. So weird. It's so weird. And like somebody could say, well, it's going to be how you reunite them or something like that. No, 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 no. If that's the case, my God, if this is Gargano in the match and it turns out he helps Champa retain, hell no. Yeah. No, no, no. I mean, like that would be the one thing that I guess would make sense at this point. But I would really, I would really hate it. I would really, really hate it. I mean, that could be how you drag it out, right? Like, that's how you, you have Gargano go along with Champa for a couple months. I'd, I'd, and... I'd rather just, you know, something happens where just the, the inclusion of Black, you know, Champa beats uh, Black. You know, he pins him at it. So it's Gargano could say, you never pinned me. You're not better than me. This is, bull, you know, and that's how you extend it. I'd much prefer that than putting them together. God. Yeah, um, I agree. I agree. All right, let's uh, let's move on. I just, I'm, I'm. I'm <laughs> oh, now, now you're just you're you're a wreck. I'm a wreck. I really am a wreck thinking about. It. Like, I was so excited about a one-on-one Gargano Champa championship match. I like. I, there was a part of me that was like, maybe I'll go up. You know what I mean? Like, maybe this will be the year where I finally do it. No. Not and I get it, threat. and this, I feel like a piece of shit because I'm like I'm poo pooing Alistair Black, but I'm not. I was I'm just say in that car, you know, we we got the, you know, it seems like it's going to be Cole Ricochet. Awesome, right? Right. We're going to get at the very least, we're getting uh, Undisputed Era versus Mustache Mountain, maybe with the War Raiders involved, based on uh, last night. Okay. Awesome. All in. All in. All yeah. in. All in on everything else. All in on everything else. What about Velveteen? Do we have something for him? Do we know? No, but based on the well. A little, we they they keep teasing oh, you know, when Velveteen walked right? out on Isn't, EC3. Yeah, I was gonna say I do remember there was yeah. something there. Going they on that, and yeah. you know what? That promo they did last week, the yeah. kind of video package yeah, of Velveteen, that was really good. That was a face video package. It was one hundred percent, one hundred percent. But again, EC3 was kind of acting like a face. Right. Well, that's the thing is they they did it with Velveteen kind of walking out on EC3. Yeah. That's a heel move by Velveteen. But that video package was very much Velveteen being a face right there. So. Who knows? But either way, Velveteen EC3, cool. Yeah, oh yeah. I mean, who, who wouldn't want that? Yeah. <sighs> All right. Now, moving forward, um, what do you want to do next? I, you know, I, let me say something real quick, because I wasn't with you guys last week to talk about all yep. this stuff. Um, 
just want to commend Titus O'Neil and um, Kofi. Was it Kofi or was it Xavier who put out the statement for the it New Day? It was Kofi. Kofi. Um, just want to commend those guys for, for not backing down. I don't know, like, if if they went to WWE about what they were going to say, but whether they did or they didn't, I, like, I hope they didn't. Like, in my heart of hearts, they didn't. They just said, look, I'm going to say what I'm going to say, and you guys are going to be mad as you want. If you punish me for something like this, it's going to look really bad on you. Yeah. Um, commend those dudes for being willing to say something. And this is what I'm going to say the same thing. Look, I, I, at some point, Hulk Hogan was going to back in the Hall of Fame, right? At some point, Hulk Hogan will be making another appearance with the WWE. It's going to happen. He's Hulk Hogan. Um, it was always going to happen. But to pretend as though you could ever get Hulk Hogan to be Hulk Hogan again was not going to happen. You could not get him to the point where everyone loves him again. You get to the point where a lot of people are willing to forgive and forget. And the way that everything that I read about that meeting in Pittsburgh, do not blame those guys at all for saying, dude, I don't want to hear. That was weird. I don't want to hear if if Triple H, who has done so many things right, Mm -hmm. used that meeting to say, well, you know, it was it was really wrong that like he was being videotaped. I I that's not you're missing that, you're missing yeah. the point. I don't know if it was Triple H who said that or there if was it was one, just the, some of the write-ups have said that Triple H started the meeting that way. In fact, uh one of those two guys said that in their statements. I, I, I thought Titus. I thought they were saying that it was Hogan who said that Triple H started the meeting no, and then it was they, Hogan who said like that was kind of the focus of it, uh, but one, I got to pull up Titus O'Neil's statement because yeah. I, I I might I might have misread. I believe that, Titus but. made it read Either way, by the way, for them to find out that way to just bring them into a meeting and not yeah, just not kind of not kind ideal. of say, "Hey, in a ahead of time, this is what's happening." That's yeah, that's messed up too. Correct. Not not the way that you go about that. Not the way that you go about doing that. I'm trying to pull up Titus's statement. Oh, for F's sake! Everybody's got his comments from when he was on XM, but like, mm-hmm. I, I can't just find the original statement that he made uh all right i think i might have it here Uh, all right meeting all right i may maybe i'm looking at the wrong one because this doesn't i'm I'm looking at kofi's right now and kofi doesn't mention triple h H at all one of these statements mentioned triple h yeah Uh, and it said that triple h talked about the dangers of and, like, somebody would compare it to the Paige situation, right? Like, and, yeah, but Paige didn't do anything wrong. Like, that's the right. difference. Paige right. was only a victim. She did nothing wrong. You, you, you're allowed to have sex. Like, I don't know if anybody's right. heard that. That's not a problem. It's awful what happened to Paige. She's right. only a victim. In a way, Hulk Hogan was a victim because he didn't know he was being recorded. But it doesn't. But what he said right, was it doesn't the issue. alter. It wasn't that he got yes. Right, and to try to focus on the victim part of it is wildly unacceptable. You, I don't, nobody needs to hear about that. If Hulk Hogan came out of that meeting not really embracing remorse, right, those guys should by all means come out and say, "Dude, I'm not in a rush to." You know, if they ask me, if they ask the new today to do a segment with Hulk Hogan, we're going to pass. Like, we're going to say right. we're not going to do that. Um, I, I don't know. I, I could be searching for this all day, so I'm not going to. I'm not going to bother. Yeah, I mean, I, I see his his first statement doesn't mention yeah, Triple H. Some, one, there, somebody but, mentioned Triple H, and I got it. It's going right. to. I'm going to have to figure out where it was. 
All right. In the meantime, um, you know, look, I just want to commend those guys. That's all. All right. Um, Now I've already forgotten. Slammiversary was this past weekend. Yes. Um, What do we need? What do I mean? The bummer is for us that Rich Swan didn't end up getting to compete because he got hurt. Yes. Um, Got hurt at the uh, MLW show. Right. Uh, which, by the way, that will air Friday night uh, as like a two-hour special Correct. on uh, BN Sports. That was their show in New York. Um, but uh, give me the rest of what we need to know from Slammiversary. Um, I, it was just an excellent – what you need to know is it was an excellent, excellent show. And, you know, I feel like we've been teetering. Okay, we've been hearing Impact's getting a little better, Impact's getting a little better, Impact's getting a little better. This could finally be the turning point. Granted, we've said that before over the years that, okay, this seems like Impact's on the right track. And they, you know – Things have gone wrong, but this was a top to bottom, just really, really good show for Impact Wrestling. Uh, you had, obviously, you had that four-way match, which was incredible, uh, and the replacement, uh, Petey Williams, you know, not Rich Swan, but Petey Williams, especially with his uh, history with the company, was an excellent replacement. They had an excellent match. Aries versus Moose was good. They had two brawls, and they managed to book it in a way where the Callahan-Pentagon match was extremely different from the Tommy Dreamer, Eddie Edwards match. Both very good in their own ways. However you feel about the the Callahan Pentagon, just the true death match. I mean, hell, Callahan got a spike banged into his head. And something. Uh, so, you know, whether or not you like that, like, it, very different. And if you did like it, it was very good. If you do like that type of wrestling. The women's match, the tag match, everything about it was just very, very good. And while there wasn't a whole lot of true storyline coming out of it, it's just another step that, man... It feels right now like Impact is starting to get it. And that's a good thing. Um, Yeah. You know, like, uh, I hope. I've always said it. Professional wrestling is better with competition. I'm all for it. We will see. Um, We will see. But obviously there's already progress being made. And they taped some more shows while they were in Toronto, right? Yes. Like, they taped their next next few shows. Yes. Um, All right. Uh, And then, what? now, God damn it. What else? There there was one more. Um, We have... Some rumors about, I mean, one's more than a rumor. I'm Matt really, Riddle I'm is going to WWE. Oh, right. Yeah, and that's exciting. By the way, th- I've been wrecked. I, I really, truly have been wrecked by this Alistair Black thing. I, 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 <laughs> this should not be impacting me the way that it is. <laughs> that was not a pun about what we were just talking about. Yes, but I mean, but yeah, I mean, Matt Riddle, I would be shocked if he didn't show up in Brooklyn. He's been pulled off of Bola. Right. right. He's been pulled off of other shows. He He's is going to evolve, I've heard right? That, what? He's doing evolve shows. He's doing Evolve shows but at the beginning Evolve of August. kind of has a relationship the, with WWE, so that makes sense. Yes, and he's doing the the day before SummerSlam. There's a, Janella is doing a show called Janella's Lost in New York. It's the day before TakeOver Brooklyn. Okay. It's in New York. Um, he's, scheduled to, he's scheduled to face PCO there, huh. so that's still on the books. That could be his last ever indie appearance before he uh, – I presume he shows up at Brooklyn. And the fact that they're, they're really rushing this, they're not letting him fulfill the BOLA commitment – which we've seen in the past, them kind of say, all right, we're signing you, but you can do your last few in, uh, indie dates. To me, that screams they're ready to push him in a big way. They're going to have him show up, and he's going to be pushed immediately. I have heard one interesting thing about this. I haven't been able to nail down these extremes, but I'm comfortable enough in saying that there is something in his contract that addresses the weed use. Like, you, it was always a $2,500 fine. Like, that's part of the wellness policy if you're busted for weed. So I don't know whether it's he's they're somehow reducing it. I don't think that's the case. It might be that there's something in his contract that's like, hey, we have a 
slot here that's going to be used just for fine money. But there there is something in there that addresses weed use. It does also seem that New Japan was interested in him in the same time, so he's able to get a little bit of a bidding war between WWE and New Japan for his services. But it seems like that is happening. Matt Riddle is going, and that's awesome because Matt Riddle is no, amazing. Matt Riddle's tremendous, yes. There's no problem with that. Um, you know, Obviously, everything with weed is going to have to – Everybody's got to revisit what they're doing with that. Right, and that's why I think they're comfortable enough with it now. Before, they weren't necessarily comfortable with it, but now that the tide's changing on that, they don't care quite as much. Um, And there was a rumor about somebody else, too, wasn't there? Yeah, that just came out this morning. Uh, WWE supposedly has their eyes on uh, one Juice Robinson. Uh, Now, look, as you know, Juice Robinson is... I'm the biggest... Basically, when you talk about Juice Robinson, you're talking about me. Uh, I think that's the way that things have worked now. Even though everybody, you discovered him three everybody, weeks ago. Everybody on the planet now knows that I am the biggest Juice Robinson fan on the face of the planet. Always have been, always will be. I basically, it's like he and I, by the way, we're best friends. I don't know right. if you remember that. We're best buddies. We, we, we email each other. Uh, we're pals. Um, I, if you, if you listen to a, my conversation with Juice Robinson, he and I were kind of in agreement that WWE just might not be for him. Um... And and he brought that up without me asking that, right? Like right. he brought that up a couple times where he was like, you know, we're reflecting on the NXT stuff, and I I don't know that Juice like, and and I get then we talked about this off the air. I get the argument that everybody's watered down once they get WWE because you just can't do the same things. There's only a certain amount of time. It's more corporate, all the whole thing. But specifically when it comes to Juice Robinson, I don't think he's a great wrestler and he'll tell you that right i think he's the perfect edgy to work on the indie scene and in other places right i don't know that he's still that guy in wwe and this isn't me just saying that like he's said that he said that on this show He right. he said, I don't know that it could work in WWE. Now, they'd chase you with money and, you know, like, you had an opportunity to, to do that. Like, I, I'm not going to be mad at him if he, ta- if he takes it. But I'm very concerned. Part of it being the cursing, like part of it being that he is an artist when it comes to cursing. <laughs> like we've talked about, we talked about that in the interview. Right. There are, there are people that say, you know, here's why, well, here's why it won't work in the WWE because he curses. Um, He's... He's turned it into an art. It's like that line in A Christmas Story, right? Like, he's, he weaves a tapestry. It is not just doing it for the sake of doing it. It's, it's, an, it's artistic how he uses cursing in his promos. It's not just the way that I do it where I just flippantly will say motherfucker sometimes, and I, there was no need for me to. I've tried to get better at that, uh, particularly on this show over the years, <laughs> um, but I, I, I can't. I can't help it. Like the idea of cursing is that it sh- there should be some value in it, right? Like that something was so significant you ended up cursing. And that's what Juice Robinson is so good at, right? Like he doesn't have to curse. He curses perfectly at the right time in right. order to give more sting to his promos. Correct. That's part of what I think misses. But I also think that part of it is – I think part of what works for him is just freedom and allowing himself to be the character – and I get it. You can say the Velveteen Dream is an example of that, right? Like that you can you can do that still once you come over. But <sighs> I don't know, man. I mean, I, let's be let's be clear. That's not necessarily freedom for him. Like he was the son. No, he that was given role. that. Right. He took exactly. it to a new level on his own. But this wasn't something you know he necessarily came up with. I don't know. I just I'm 
I, I worry. I'd be very happy for him because, of course, I'm going to be happy for him. He's Juice Robinson. And right. more Juice Robinson is a great thing for the world. But I just can't help but wonder if maybe Juice Robinson is just not a WWE guy. You know, I, I'll say this as far as whether it will work. Now, look, I'd like it to say because I want to see more people stay away from WWE. I don't like this idea of WWE hoarding all the talent. I know a lot talent. of people have been talking and, about and, that. Like Joey Janela, getting bloated right now. Joey Janela sent out like a what the the, the picture yeah. of him. Like here's two, 2019 independent 19, wrestling, and it's him. He's on Mars, empty. Right. Yes. Like so, just for that, I'd like to see some guys kind of staying away. But obviously, you know, you get more money. I you obviously, as you said, you're thrilled for him. But here's the thing: like, yes, he's starting to pop up as far as the promos now. But even when he was in NXT, like Dusty Rhodes specifically, always raved about his promos. Always said he was the best in promo class. I think he's the type of guy who can adapt to that scenario. Obviously, he won't be able to curse, but he would figure out a different way to make it really special every time he talked. I think he can really do that. And for that, yes, I think he could work. At the same time, yeah, I wouldn't mind if he just stayed in New Japan. I mean, I, that's maybe kind of my preference, honestly. It'd be my preference at this point for him to stay. All right, very good. Um, AJ, of course, at AJ Francis 410 on social media, uh, pick up everything that he's doing. Uh, he's got the music video out uh, for 90s Baby. He's just constantly grinding. Uh, so support him, support everything that he's doing, um, and we will hopefully have him back with us next week. Aaron, you're on Twitter? At the AOster. Uh, we're on Twitter. At Jobbing Out Show. Email? Jobbingoutshow at gmail.com. And Baltimore Sun Rolling Stone? Uh, I'm not sure necessarily anything is going to come up. I have a few things I'm getting out for. I don't know if it'll be uh, too soon, though. Not so good. I didn't just want it anyway. That's fine. Keep watching. All right. Yep. Um, I'm at Glenn Clark Radio. GlennClarkRadio.com is the website. Thanks again to Joe Keys for joining us. Uh, we will talk to you again next week. For Aaron and for the main event, Vent, 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 AJ Francis, I'm Glenn. This is Ben jobbing out. Oh, you know what? I'm going to do it this week. Okay. Yeah, I'm out. <laughs>